The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to discuss the uh, contracts over the weekend. Derek Wolf and Shelby Harris have new contracts. And of course, one of them is staying, one of them is going. Who got the better deal and who was the better fit for Denver moving forward? We'll discuss that on the podcast today as, hey, you know, with the coronavirus going around, you know, many of our uh, small business owners are hurting and so we like to show support for those and, you know, I think the most important thing is to jump on websites, uh, find out which ones are, um, you know, maybe closing on a short-term basis or those who are taking some time off and then, you know, uh, partaking in gift cards if you can, or potentially uh, jumping over there and, uh, you know, getting some takeout if there is any available. Want to give a shout out to Blanchard Family Wines. Uh, James, of course, was on the radio show just this past week, and they do a great job over there at Blanchard Family Wines. You can check out the website. Just Google them, and you're going to find some great stuff at Blanchard Family Wines, including some of their virtual wine tours as well, too. You know, again, we're all practicing this whole social distancing thing, and, you know, it's new for a lot of us, but you know what? You can get the hang of it, and technology is a beautiful thing. Check it out over there with our friends at Blanchard Family Wines in the Dairy Block. Uh, man, just great place and great people. And again, support local, and hopefully uh, you have the opportunity to do so this time as, uh, look, this virus has affected all of us. It's affected all of us, but we will all get through it together, and it starts by supporting our local businesses that are still open, at uh, at least with uh, our friends at Blanchard Family Wines. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, letter K Radio on Twitter. Shelby Harris has a new deal. We'll start with the deals. We'll then move to the statistics from last year, and then we'll talk about the fit of uh, each uh, player on the team. Uh, Derek Wolf gets a $3 million deal with $3 million in incentives. They're both one-year deals, by the way, between Derek Wolf and Shelby Harris. At the age of 30 with the Baltimore Ravens, Shelby Harris, $2.5 million deal with $725,000 in incentives at the age of 28 to retain or stay with the Denver Broncos. Now, initially, you say to yourself, okay, these deals are outrageously cheap for the value. Shelby Harris coming back for less than $4 million is absolutely astonishing. I believe it was Spotrack who uh, said that Shelby Harris is market value and it's never accurate you take it for what it is but certainly worth at least comparing their market value was 12 and a half million dollars per year on Shelby Harris absolutely mind-blowing and this is a guy who was very productive last year for the Denver Broncos. Had a banner year for them, basically. Now, remember, Shelby's a little bit of a late bloomer. You know, this is a guy who was uh, drafted uh, to, to the Oakland Raiders, never really panned out there, bounced around between the Cowboys and the Jets, never, never even played a game for them, landed with the Broncos, and then all of a sudden, look, five and a half sacks in his first year, six last year. And this is a guy who uh, led the league in batted down passes constantly, kind of that like mosquito 
of the defensive line for the Denver Broncos. He's always kind of around the quarterback, and he's always kind of you know sticking his hand up, and he's really you got to swat him away, and he's really just that annoying presence that really makes a huge difference. This is an incredible value signing for the Denver Broncos. I am stunned they got him this cheap. Now, look, obviously Shelby Harris was looking for a longer-term deal, but uh, this is one of those things with, uh, you know, free agency playing out how it is, and, you know, the the Broncos uh, found a way to bring one of their guys back on a shorter-term deal as, uh, you know, look, with, with how the uh, defensive line was set up, they were in line to basically lose one of one of the talents and then plug them in with Jarrell Casey. And with this signing now, you bring back Shelby Harris, you're essentially replacing Jarrell Casey uh, for Derek Wolf, which I think most people are going to look at that as a major upgrade. That's a big, big deal with a hopeful blossoming uh, Draymond Jones and then, of course, Mike Purcell. So the defensive line now goes from what was pretty solid already to upgraded, or at least we believe so. And I think this is this is the the linchpin pickup, the retaining of Shelby Harris. That's going to be so huge. And you could look, you could say the same if they retained Derek Wolf as well too, uh, but it just didn't work out that way. This is a guy who, look, wanting to get paid. Uh, Derek Wolf joined Afternoon Drive about two weeks ago and said, look, my floor is $9 million. That's what we were looking for. Derek Wolf did not get that $9 million floor that he was seeking, but he does get to go to what many believe is the legit Super Bowl contender out of the AFC in the Baltimore Ravens. Derek Wolf's deal, $3 million, with $3 million in incentives at age 30. That tells you the team was not exactly the most confident in his health. This is Derek Wolf, who played only 12 games. Then he had the freak injury, but again, was on track for nearly double digits in sacks, finished the season with seven, including the two that he had against that char- uh, against that game in the Chargers where he got hurt. Uh, Wolf uh, has dealt with back injuries in the past. Wolf is a hardworking guy, and and I think this is a guy who is going to come back healthy. It just seemed like you know, and particularly this deal, three million dollars with three million in incentives. You know, this is something that Denver probably could have afforded, but I think this is one of those things where look, you don't have any more room now. You know, you want to have Mike Purcell on that defensive line. Obviously, Jarrell Casey is a day one starter, and you retain Shelby Harris so I just don't know where you're plugging Derek Wolf in on a full-time basis when you're also trying to weave in Draymond Jones Uh, you know you're running the 3-4 and it's just it's not gonna it's not gonna fit so with Denver they're more set off with a front seven of Casey Harris Purcell with the linebackers of course the two edge rushers Bradley Chubb and Von Miller with Todd Davis and uh, Alexander Johnson in the middle so you know you start to think of this front seven and you say wow this is a, a pretty solid front seven I think it's improved from last year and you also start to look at uh, the retainings that Denver get that basically act as additional free agents remember 
Bryce Callahan did not play a down for them last year. Okay, Bradley Chubb was hurt 60 minutes uh, or, or whatever it was into the season, 70 snaps into the season. So if you are the Denver Broncos, you know, these are two coming back that basically act as, you know, retained free agents, if you will, if you want to think of it that way. And brand new starters that you're plugging in. And look, injuries happen every single year. And I'm sure the Denver Broncos will run into their fair share of injuries in 2020. Assuming we haven't have a season. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast, too. The, this, is, this is a very well-constructed, well-thought-out build that, that Vic Fangio is putting together. And I am telling you, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of friends on social media that I think are not. Big on the Broncos rebuild. They're gonna uh, they're gonna win five, six games again. Yada yada yada. I'm telling you, give this team a chance. They are building a top five to top ten defense. And if you pair that with a mediocre defense, a mediocre offense, excuse me, mediocre. Drew Locke doesn't even have to ball out. They pair that with a mediocre offense that can put together 20, 22, 24 points per game. That's an easy recipe for 10 wins, particularly the schedule that the Denver Broncos have. You know, the Broncos have had a pretty brutal schedule uh, for many, many years, and, and I'm not exactly sure why, uh, but it is starting to lighten up. Let's talk about the teams that Denver's going to be facing, along with, obviously, the, the AFC West teams. The Atlanta Falcons, who, look, uh, every single year seem to be this inconsistent, hot-cold team. The Carolina Panthers, who look like they're going through a rebuild or at least a retool. They've got a new quarterback. Uh, I, I'm not quite positive that they're going to have that much success post Cam Newton as easily as they think they will. Miami is obviously a rebuilding team. Is Tampa Bay going to be a turnkey team with Tom Brady? We will see. Still undecided. Uh, Tennessee is a team who, look, uh, uh, they're in firm belief that this team can ride with 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 uh, Derrick Henry on a long-term basis getting that many carries, and Ryan Tannehill is going to win them games. I think we saw that exposed in the postseason. That is not how it's going to work. If Tennessee in that fuse of, of D- Derrick Henry, I keep wanting to call him King Henry like he is on Twitter. Such a great nickname. If King Henry, we'll call him that, King Henry. If King Henry's fuse runs out, this team is done for. Okay, And then you have a team in the New England Patriots who, who knows what they're doing. The New York Jets, same story, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, again, have never been the same since they lost all that offense in Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. So uh, this is a Denver schedule that I don't look at and I say I don't shiver up my spine. You know, you look at a couple games. You know, the Buffalo game's probably going to be a little bit tougher as as they're building a, a pretty solid defense there. And the young kid, Josh Allen, is a, a nice little piece, but that's a home game. You know, the, the New Orleans Saints game is going to be a, a, a tough one, obviously, in facing Drew Brees. Although, I don't know if Brees has been the same over the last couple years. Still a great quarterback, don't get me wrong. But again, that game also at home. So you start to look down the list and you're saying, okay, well, your tough games are at home, gives you an opportunity to get a win. Your, 
games that, you know, you're going to be favored in these games, and it may not be by a couple points, uh, maybe just by a point or two, there's still going to be a, a team that is going to be right up there. And, and it's going to be able to run with every one of these teams. And again, I, I can't stress this enough. I think you're really going to see what a team looks like with average quarterback play start to flourish because they, they just haven't had it over the last couple of years. They haven't had it since Peyton Manning. And you're going to start to see what a at least average quarterback. Look, I don't think Drew Locke is going to go out there and ball and throw 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns and be this dynamite player, but I think you're going to see somebody who throws near 30 touchdowns. I think you're going to see somebody who doesn't turn the ball over more than 15 times in the year, and that's interceptions and fumbles, and I think you're going to start to see that meld around a great run game in which they've got a solid one-two punch, arguably the best in the league, with a uh, wide receiver core that we are expecting to be a dynamite wide receiver core. I mean, if they put together a, a first three options of Cortland Sutton, uh, a draft pick that could potentially be Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy, and Noah Fant, I mean, those are excellent options for Drew Locke to go to, uh, including two of them who were, you could argue, elite options to throw to last year. As much as Noah Fant takes a lot of flack at the tight end position, that was one of the better receiving tight ends in the league for a rookie year. So I'm telling you, this is a Denver team that they've got something building, and there's there's a couple national individuals that uh, Denver has caught their eye but hasn't really truly become mainstream. Look, free agency is still not over. There's still some plenty good options out there, and maybe Denver goes dipping into that. And on top of that, uh, if you are the Denver Broncos, look, you got to kill it in the draft. Free agency is just half the battle. It is just half the battle. Free agency is, I would consider, a B-plus to near A-minus, but that's only half, so you've got to nail the draft. And this is where the dynamic of going all-in on wide receiver for the draft could potentially backfire on them. Now, look, this is a Denver team that needs to fill that option somewhere, okay? And... After the Indianapolis trade with San Francisco it, it, it to get to Forrest Buckner, it really made Denver's chances of landing a wide receiver twice as hard. Those who have followed this program, follow this podcast, you know about the names. You know about the Jerry Judys, the C.D. Lambs, the, the the Henry Ruggs III, and you know that particularly Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy have been on my uh, wish list, if you will, since day one. These are the two that I absolutely have fallen in love with. This is a particular draft that is going to need a curveball or two in order for the Denver Broncos to land one of those wide receivers at 15. Now, let's keep in mind, Denver's got a lot of ammo, so trading up is not out of the picture, and I actually anticipate the Denver Broncos trading up because of the fact that this is a team that absolutely needs their wide receiver too. In the draft, in the first round, one of those three guys, I would argue. I, I, I do like T. Higgins. 
I really like Justin Jefferson. I'm not sure if that's wide receiver one type talent because I remember, you know, when you're the Denver Broncos, you're sending two wide receivers and a tight end out there absolutely every single play. So we're talking about a wide receiver one starter day one they need on the field. And I think if you're Denver, you're looking at one of those three, uh, you know, home runs, if you will, in the draft. When we look at the draft order, of course, it goes Cincinnati, Washington, Detroit, New York, Miami, and then the Chargers. I don't think you need to worry about those top six. And quite frankly, I think you can lump Carolina in there as well at seven. I think they're going to have real interest in Derek Brown, uh, the inside defensive lineman out of Auburn. From eight, it gets a little dicey. Do the Cardinals want to add to their wide receiver core after the incredible trade for DeAndre Hopkins and make this offense potentially elite. That is going to intrigue Cliff Kingsbury. And you already know he's thinking his college days where he's calling the the offense and just throwing the pigskin around with Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray. I mean, this is a opportunity that maybe gets a little bit of sexiness to it. Do the Jaguars want to find their franchise wide receiver? I don't think so. But, boy, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with that pick. And could they even stay in that pick because maybe they trade up in the draft to get a quarterback and maybe a team that trades down is potentially interested or the team that trades down trades down again. This draft is going to get crazy. But maybe even more particular, 11 through 13 is a very scary time for the Denver Broncos for wide receivers being picked. And this is where it's unfortunate because I think if you're Denver, you actually could see three wide receivers go directly directly off the board. Between the Jets, Vegas, and of course now we're talking about San Francisco, they're going to be looking for a wide receiver to replace Emmanuel Sanders, which is funny because Denver is looking for a wide receiver to replace Emmanuel Sanders. So that means the value goes immediately up when it comes to trading up because you're now trying to get to 10 in Cleveland. Would Cleveland be willing to make that deal or is a Mekhi Becton somebody that they want to pull the trigger on? Or maybe an Andrew Thomas or maybe a Javon Kinlaw. Look, there are so many options here and there are so many great players. And I, and, and I think because of this wide receiver run you know, and, and quarterbacks that obviously go in the first round, there's going to be a lot of strong skill position players that start to fall, uh, or excuse me, non-skill position. I, I don't like to call them that. I, it seems like a slap in the face, but strong players in general who don't play the quarterback or wide receiver position. And those are going to be looked at as, oh my gosh, you know, in any other year, Tristan Wirfs is a top pick, but the Carol, you know, maybe the, the Cardinals grab him at eight or maybe the Jags grab him at nine. I don't know. Well, We'll have to see. It's going to be a crazy, crazy time to see where these draft picks land out. And I think if you're Denver, I think you really need to start to think about the idea of, well, you know, we need to land our guy because that's what we did in in free agency. We went all in on not wide receiver because we anticipated getting a wide receiver in the draft. So now you better move mountains to get one of these guys if necessary. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends. Well, in part uh, today, supporting our local business, and that, of course, is Blanchard Family Wines. You can check them out. Just Google Blanchard Family Wines. James does a great job. You hear Nate all the talk talking about them. They do a great job over there at Blanchard Family Wines with their virtual wine tour. And again, you know, look, you're in social isolation just like I am. Make sure you grab a bottle or two, or if you're me, four. 
No shame. Grab a bottle of wine over there at Blanchard Family Wines. Great job that they do each and every day, and they do have that uh, takeout option right now available with their virtual wine tours. So, the Broncos Blitz podcast, we're almost done, but I want to get into Derek Wolf's fit with the Baltimore Ravens along with Shelby Harris and what these guys do now and how they modify things for this Denver team. That's next. Welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's presented by our friends, oh, I guess in support, if you will, of our friends at Blanchard Family Wines. Be sure to Google them, Blanchard Family Wines. Blanchard spelled B-L-A-N-C-H-A-R-D, Family Wines. They're in the Dairy Block Activated Aisle. The Broncos, at 15, obviously have a lot of choices. You can, I think, take inside defensive linemen out because of the signing for Shelby Harris. And look, Shelby Harris thrived. Under Vic Fangio. Okay, six sacks last year. Of course, had all the bat downs, played the full 16-game season, a great locker room guy, and is still at the age of 28. Derek Wolf moving on to the Baltimore Ravens, uh, understandably trying to land more money, and he does so. A $6 million deal if he reaches all those incentives that are placed in the contract and goes to Baltimore. Love the signing for Baltimore, first of all. Uh, Baltimore has always been a team that thrives on great defense. They now have this dynamic quarterback. I think you could see some really good things happen for Baltimore next year and potentially Derek Wolf get that Super Bowl ring. We will see. For Shelby Harris, I think this is also uh, an excellent place to be because, look, uh, you tried for agency. The multi-year break-the-bank deal was not available. And so thus, you've got to play on that short-term one-year deal. Denver gets a discount. He gets to stay here. He likes it here. And you know what? Maybe there's money moved around next year to where Denver is the one offering Shelby Harris that long-term deal. We will see. But he didn't get that multi-year deal out in free agency like he was anticipating, and Denver gets the opportunity to re-sign him back on a discount. So things kind of fell Denver's way in order to get Shelby Harris, at least for the 2020 season. Assuming we have one, um, this is the conversation that I think that many are starting to have in their mind is the Olympics have been postponed and they have been moved till next year. Look, this is a serious deal. The coronavirus has shut down businesses. Uh, It has postponed the biggest events. And if you are football, you have been relatively at least schedule wise, unimpacted, but you now start to think about the season and training camp and preseason and, you know, is this thing going to really extend out into the fall? And this is where I think it's so critical for us to be inside, to be socially isolated, to be away from each other so that we don't spread this disease and this virus. It is imperative and I look I don't want to use the podcast as a PSA but you know what I think I should because I still see people when I'm when I'm driving home running together and and those sitting on park benches and you know we talked about this on Twitter a while ago you know last week while I was driving home from uh, Wash Park uh, gosh it was it was one of the more packed days I've ever seen Wash Park you know if, if you are 
If you are in Denver, if you're in Colorado, if you're in the U.S., stay home, all right? And, I'm, and I want to particularly talk to the people who are my age. Now, I'm 28, and, uh, you know, I, Gen, Gen Z millennials, stay home, okay? There is a time and place to be appropriate about your actions, and now more than ever, it is time to take your actions and think about somebody else. I know that our age group tends to be stubborn, okay? And I'm going to point more at Gen Z, not so much at millennials. But yes, you millennials, you too, you're in this as well. It is imperative that we stay home. It is absolutely critical that we don't spread this because you know what? You may be spreading it to somebody uh, of your same age as well too. And you know what? You may not even get a symptom of the COVID-19. But you know what? You may give it to your parents and it may kill your parents. That's the harsh reality we are dealing with right now. And I'm telling you, uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, video chat, Zoom, call people, text them, FaceTime. You have the technology to connect with people on a separate basis. And you have the technology to do it without seeing them in person. And socially distancing yourself is so crucial right now. And I really, really hope people are doing that right now. And unfortunately, there are some that I, I am seeing who are not doing this. So uh, just a little PSA. I, I feel like, you know, those who have this platform, it is critical for us to say this because this is bigger than football right now. And while this is a football podcast and you do listen for entertainment, you do listen for knowledge, and I hope I give you some of that. I know for sure that I'm not the smartest guy in the world, and quite frankly, I'm kind of stunned you even listen to this podcast. Uh, but you know what? Uh, hopefully I give you a little bit of knowledge that keeps life a little bit of normal, and maybe you learn something. And if you do, drop me a link uh, or, or a message on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio and, and message me. I love to hear from people who listen, uh, whether it be just because you enjoyed listening or maybe you had a question, whatever may be the case, be sure to ask on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. And speaking of Twitter, let's get to your responses. On Twitter, I threw out, uh, well, just looking for your thoughts, okay? At Ronnie K Radio, at R O N N I E, the letter K Radio. On Twitter, what are your thoughts on Shelby Harris coming back? It's such a cheap deal, but Denver also fairly missing out on Wolf on a fairly affordable deal as well. Of course, I said, leave those responses and I'll read them on the podcast. Polish Filipino says, Broncos got Wolf's best years. It was time to move on. I am also ready for new leaders on this team. Players out of the young core that will be here for a while. We'll come back to that uh, tweet. Joe on Twitter says, Shelby Harris was a better player than Derek Wolf last year, and it makes more sense going forward. Love the move. So I think relative positive among some of your responses, although I want to go back to that Polish-Filipino entry who said, uh, I am also ready for new leaders on this defense, players out of the young core that will be here for a while. you got to remember, none of those young core players are on the defensive line. So keep that in mind. Those young core players were Justin Simmons. They were uh, Bradley Chubb. Those guys are in the secondary and at the linebacking core. They were not on the defensive line. So if you're looking for a leader now on the defensive line, it is Shelby Harris. Uh, you know, and, and maybe a little bit of Mike Purcell. And so, you know, this this is a defensive line that is still going to go through some transition in the near future because, look, Jarrell Casey, by all means, not a spring chicken. Shelby Harris could be gone as soon as next year. 
But they do need to find some young depth. And I think they're going to dip into the draft to find some of that young depth we will certainly see. So keep those responses coming as we continue our Broncos Blitz podcast. Of course, we're trying to get one down each and every day and uh, whenever major news happens for the Denver Broncos. And of course, this weekend, some big one with Shelby Harris coming back to the Denver Broncos on a one-year deal. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. All done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. If you like what we do, support the people who support us. And you know what? Today it is fully in support of our friends at Blanchard Family Wines as we continue on through this COVID-19 era. March feels like an eternity, and I feel like April's going to get even wilder. But support our people who are still open. Blanchard Family Wines. Check them out online. Of course, if you like the podcast, be sure to hit five stars on the many places that you can find this podcast. That would be at Spreaker, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and, of course, MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit MileHighSports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.